scaffali della pasta vuoti ma che cosa sta succedendo? Manco quando è scoppiata la seconda guerra mondiale c'era stato un panico così John Hey Werner We're living three interesting time, times my friend Yes Yeah, as long yes. as the pasta as long as the pasta doesn't run out, we're all good. <laughs> or maybe in the Polish or world context, as long as the toilet paper don't run out, we're all good, man. Oh, definitely. So for those of you listening to us in the future or something, if you don't yeah. know what's happening right now uh, in the world, we are stuck in our now country right now so we are based in poland the, bo- the borders uh, are closed man and our borders are closed we can't yeah. get in uh, pe- nobody can get out or get in yeah um so we decided that it was the perfect okay oh not only that not only that but we were uh, urged by the government to stay at home yes because of the coronavirus so people yes. from the future this happened <laughs> yeah. You know, John, it's interesting because we, we both kind of reflected just before the talk about, um, you know, we've, we've in some way also lived through something like this before. And uh, the one thing that you need to accept is that because I'm South Africa, we always have a little bit of a, a bit of a sense of humor about something like this, right? Um, and I was talking to a mate of mine yesterday and we were saying like, man, this, this Europe is really freaking out. And by the way, she's also living, she's living in France at the moment. See, like, yeah. Europeans are really freaking out about the situation. And we were chuckling about the toilet paper and all these things, right? And we were saying like, imagine if they lived in the country and then the next day you were going to have a black president and a whole black government how would they feel about that and we were just laughing because we were thinking about uh, back in the day when we were changing over to democracy um we had the same situation people were going out buying water and food and toilet paper and all this and stocking up like crazy and jonah you also related you had a similar you have similar experiences in caribbean right true true so in, in the caribbean um because we have hurricanes like very strong and uh, hurricanes we are basically used to yeah prep work so being survival yeah. we have to survive when this happens because yeah. you know you won't have shops uh like water electricity yeah. for weeks at a time so when i was a kid that was fun <laughs> i mean <laughs> uh, because i was seeing all the adults preparing my dad coming back and forth uh you know securing the house blocking uh, windows um we had food generators and all of that and however you get used to that you get used to be prepared yeah. in case you don't have access to the rest of the world for the next uh the next one month two months and sometimes worse yeah. so this is nothing special for me well i mean being. i would say dude like one thing just listening to you talking and I'm, i'm trying to kind of relay in parallel how people feel about this and what we are experiencing i would say one thing though is that um both with me changing governments and you with the hurricane, there's kind of a, a peak moment, right? So right. Um, at some stage, the thing's going to strike or not strike. There's a there's a beginning and an end. And I think what we are experiencing at the moment is that we're we not no really idea. sure. Like, what is the beginning? What's the end? And is that uncertainty, I think, that gets most people a little bit stressed edgy. out, you know? Edgy. Edgy is a good word, right? Um And, uh, no, that's that's normal. I mean, aside yeah. of our jokes, it's a it's a dramatic situation what's happening yeah. right now. Um, so we decided today to 
yeah, I mean, kind of help people because we have yeah. experience in working remotely. Um, I've been yeah. doing that since a little more than four years. Werner mm-hmm. has been doing that since, um, you have been doing that since like one and a half, so two yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we picked up good practices uh, that we would like to share with you folks listening to us yeah. and we hope that will be useful in your, I mean, your yeah, we've got a few notes way down. of life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the reality is, and also one thing I wanted to share just back before we start jumping into this is that it's so funny, like sometimes you just need to take a bit of a t- time off all the news and all the craziness and just sit back and think. But um, I was thinking this this other day um, and, I, and it's so hard to tell what's going on, what's happening and how, how, what the big, the impact's going to be for real. Right. But I was thinking like maybe in some, some years time when my son looks back, he says, yeah. Um, and he says to his son, yeah, granddad lived through the pandemic, man. You know, it's interesting. We, we living, we, we living in some kind of form of history now. So is this going to define our, our lives? I don't know. But anyway, let's not get too deep about it. Let's get practical. So Jonathan, we uh, we have three things we're going to talk about today. Um, space, attitude, and then hardware and software. Exactly. And uh, we, we kind of uh, prioritize them in, in order because we're starting with space. Create a space. So talking about working remotely, first thing you need to do is you have to set up a space. And I think we, too, we both have two fundamental different kind of setups. But let me hand over to you because I think you've got the more organized situation. The first, the first advice I am going to give you when it comes to working remotely on the long term is have your own room, like physical space associated to working. You need to have a location where you know you're not going to be bothered. I know it's and for, it's the case for you, Werner, it might not be possible for everybody. If you have this option, if you have like, you know, a study room or something like that, this is the best, right? Yeah. If you can't, then you need to create a routine. You need to create a ritual, uh, a place, a physical place associated to this is my location when I walk. This yeah. is my location when I move my mind to achieving my goals. Um, and then you're going, basically going back to work is going to be uh, creating that ritual to get on that seat, start, you know, take your coffee, uh, start your day and have your hours. Yeah. I mean, like you say, routine is super important, right? Get into that routine of when you're starting work. And, and I mean, just to latch on to what you're saying on my side, um, I recently started working from home much more. My, my favorite little coffee spot where I used to work closed down. Um, and the one thing I do, I have this ritual of this little space that I'm working in, cleaning it up, making sure that everything around me is nice and neat, um, because even if you sit in a cluster or you sit in the bedroom where the bed is not made and that kind of stuff, you need to make sure that the vibe around you is good, right? Um, you also don't want to be on a video call and you have an underpants hang- hanging over the doorknob. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, uh, not that that has happened. <laughs> so, I mean, create the space around you that's cool, you know, hopefully some sun, some light, some natural light. Um, or oh, light, extremely you know. important. That's a good point. Extremely yeah. important to have good natural light. 
Yeah, um, because uh, funny enough, sometimes I sit and I forget to put, uh, I have sometimes have to use um, artificial light. I forget. I actually have uh, some video lights that actually shine on me because I, see, I don't yeah. always get the best light. Um, just that feeling that there's light in the room just makes a huge difference. So, uh, yeah. And you will uh, and you will ask us why do I need to have a specific space aside of my routine? Um, there is one good reason for that. It's not only because this is our brain work, right? Our brain work, but also because you need to use the people around you that you're working. One of the main, like the most, the biggest, biggest pain of working remotely is interruption. Because yeah. when people will see you at home, if you don't, if you don't uh, know that you're working, they're going to ask you things. So if you were complaining about people interrupting you at the office, just wait to work from home and having your friends, your partners, your, everybody calling you and being like, oh, you're at home, so you, you must be available, right? So I can ask you things and you can do that and you can, you know, take out, oh, please go take out the trash. Oh, please go buy this. Oh, oh yeah, please man. go take the post office. Oh, please. You will see, it happens to all of us. It's one of the things that is common to all remote workers. I mean, people who have been doing that for some I time. Still, I still feel that, dude. It's, just, yes. it's, it's a big thing for me is that um, you need to create that space and also getting used to like maybe working with those interruptions. Um, I think one thing that I really liked about what you shared a long time ago with me, um, and I'm still, I still need to do that, is that you have some kind of baby light monitor thing that you guys use. Where yes. if it's on, can you quickly just riff on that? Because I think that's a really cool idea, especially if you have people around you. Okay, so a technique we have with my partner to know if we can talk to each other, <laughs> I mean, it's literally that, is that we bought baby lights monitors. So it's, it's really soft lights, like little soft lights. Normally they are used to put next to your babies or, or little kids. So they have so, uh, no soft lights next to them. So they are not afraid of the dark. Um, we use them in order to uh, signal to each other that we are busy. So if uh, my partner comes in the, in the study room and she sees my light, on my light on, she knows that I'm in the zone. Uh, so yeah. I love her, but please don't talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a great move. That's really, um, over here in my space, because our, our apartment's quite small, We I use the I have to sneak back into the bedroom. Usually I have the whole place to myself and I have my uh, sunny little kitchen space. Here I just go into the room and close the door and keep a little three-year-old out and mostly my, my Polish wifey. But uh, yeah, we have to, yeah, that, I think that's a great idea. So space is important, keep it clean, sorted, um, make sure you have a little environment that you can work in. And then the, 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 the second topic we wanted to talk about, um, if I jump into that, is attitude. Um, working in remote definitely takes a different kind of attitude. So um, on my side, one of the things that I try and do is, um, when I was in my corporate gig, you kind of end the vibe. And people will interrupt you. People will come talk to you. So you're in the flow. 
one of the things that I would say about attitude is that you need to flip your attitude around and say, okay, cool, I'm reaching out to other people. So with my colleagues that I have, because I'm working with uh, some folks in the States at the moment um, on going on a retainer, is that I proactively reach out on certain times just to check in. Um, you know, you can have all the software and we're going to get to software like Slacks and Skypes and all kinds of stuff, but you get kind of involved in your thing. Reach out to people so that you can get that human interaction back, you know? No, but I, I, I totally agree on that. Um, it's you, you notice ex after one week, you will know who can work remotely and who cannot. Um, you know, people, people, some of your, um, some of your colleagues that normally talk a lot are going to be silent once you start mm. working remotely because values to reaction values to get you know push um remotely you need to create also we are talking about routine for yourself we need there needs to be a routine and and, and um, habits that your team needs to have mm. one of the thing we do with my team which is uh half remote uh free thought remote remote actually yeah. We have um, time for checkups. We have uh, stand-ups, not, not video stand-ups. We have basically, we, we ask people to update on Slack what they have been doing. So we yeah. don't need a meeting for that. Um, oh, and one thing about working remotely, especially with for managers who are used to be able to, you know, go there and ask questions, don't get into an habit of creating 1000 meetings because oh, it's yeah. going to be extremely tempting for you. Yeah. Uh, but, and you're going to create much more meetings when necessary because you're not going to be used to the same impact. So you need to move your habits of information gathering from basically asking people on the go to ask your, um, your individual contributors, the people working with you, to submit uh, their own feedback. So it's up to you to make sure that you're updated and not yeah, create 1000 meetings to be able to know that, oh, what is happening in my company? Do I need to talk to everybody? What is doing? Yeah, if you're a micromanager, you're about to have a bad time. Exactly. <laughs> you're about to have a very, very bad time. So yeah. it's up to you to change, not over folks to change for you. Exactly. No, I like that point because uh, we, we are left to our own devices. And I also like the fact that you said about stand-ups. In my case, I'm a little bit different because I'm a consultant. So um, we don't necessarily have stand-ups. And uh, so I kind of put myself into a forced stand-up. So don't think because people are checking up you, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just really setting up that connection so that the flow can happen. And it comes from both sides. So I think I like that one. Cool, Jono. So we, we space attitude and then the, 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 sec, or the third one is uh, really talking about hardware and software. Of course, there's a lot of different things happening at the moment and people are doing a lot of work around uh, sharing um, software. And we have a cool little link also that we'll put in the show notes. It's called, um, let me just grab this here quickly. It's called techagainstcoronavirus.com. And uh, there's a whole bunch of, there's a list there of all the kind of software that you can grab from Slack through to Zoom to all the other things. Um, so we're definitely going to publish that in the show notes. But I also want to say to you, like, um, be prepared and ready yourself to screw up 
Um, I saw a tweet this morning of a, of a, of a student who said, and I'm going to read it out, our professor was 20 minutes into his lecture before realizing, one, he wasn't sharing his slides, two, he wasn't recording the lecture, three, he, has, he had his computer muted so he couldn't hear us, four, wasn't checking the chat, five, had his phone on silent <laughs> so no one could get hold of him and he's like having this full-on presentation. Be prepared that you're going to screw up. That's one of the things, like uh, just go with the flow. And also some of these things is more intuitive than you thought because my wife, for example, had uh, two really big workshops scheduled this week and they had to go remote very, very quick um, in half a day. So they ended up using uh, Zoom and Mural and it was a huge success. In fact, people loved it. She got like super great feedback. So embrace the change, embrace the uncertainty and go for it. I'm, I'm going to give you a big advantage of going remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, people that, one of the, okay, there are a lot of advantages of working life, right? Yeah. One of the main disadvantage is that you might have brilliant folks in your company that are just afraid of sharing life because they are for multiple reasons, you know, uh, I don't want to be an ableist or anything. Um, however, because you will, have, you might have this, you know, this developer or designer who likes to talk a lot and takes a lot of place during your meetings, and somebody who is more shy and who don't want to to push too much. However, the moment you work remotely, those people will have a voice finally, and you can use that as an opportunity to flatten your team, to know more about them, to give them more space because it, because they will, they will have um, a new equal share in, in terms of voice. So yeah. you, you can use that, use that. So especially for manager. Of, um, and if you one of those person who didn't like so much interactions, live interactions, uh, Try to take advantage of the fact that you have the opportunity to work remotely to take more space because this space yeah. that you will gain, once you get back in the office, you will keep it. That's the cool part of it. So that's an opportunity for you. Um, and talking about tools now, mm-hmm. um, I will say for all of you getting into remote, so don't be like that professor, please. Yeah. Um, this so this this prof probably had a lot of good intentions but didn't know his tool well so whatever is the tool you're going to use don't start it the first time for the for your first meeting call a friend call family use it to see you know how it works all of them have their own way to do things but mainly what you need to make sure of is does, does my sound work? Does my, um, is my mic level so volume okay? Yeah. And can I share my screen? And very often those tools, when you want to share your screen, for example, you need to restart or you need to, yeah. you don't want to be that Test guy. Test it before you that, do it. Yeah, yeah. You, that needs to restart and tell to everybody, oh, I'm sorry, I need to restart my computer. And yeah, you don't want yeah. to be that guy, right? So take care, take care of, uh, on a more practical standpoint, sorry, 
I'm going to let uh, Werner tell you about like hardware, hardware, what you should use. The only thing I would say with hardware is, um, first of all, um, also think about lights. Um, you know, like lighting in the room, especially when you're going to do video calling. Um, it's nothing as worse as someone sitting in the dark and you can't see them. The other thing that I would really recommend, and Jonathan, you and I were starting starting to do that, especially with our little Facebook um, streaming services, is that um, when you go into the space of using video and some of these technology, um, try and go cable. Um, if you have network connection, you have a space into your router at the back where you can actually connect the cable. I really highly recommend that you actually go cable. There's nothing so, like I've been in a few meetings where you sit and you're on Skype or Zoom or whatever and you uh, you have choppy connection or whatever because, you know, the Wi-Fi in your home is like crap because you it's going through the walls. So uh, the, the recommendation, what I have there is really try and go into into cable mode, especially if you're going to do a lot of video and streaming stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I don't I, know if I've missed anything here. The other um, thing is also um, uh, try and isolate um, headphones, a good microphone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to, um, to add to what you just said about, uh, about Wi-Fi. It's time to upgrade your internet connection. Mm. Um, I have a 600 meg, which means that for we'll have a 300 megs because whatever you have, what you will have at the end of the day is one half of that. Yeah. I do think that it's, uh, it's ideal in my case. I know that it's going to work on, uh, for, for everybody. So in terms of setup, like physical setup, I advise by, um, if you have video meetings, try to avoid your laptop camera because you don't look good. Nobody looks really good on yeah, laptop cameras you, yeah, because of, because of the quality, because of the angle, you, yeah, you, yeah, it's, you're not going to look great. So I advise to have, uh, uh, a cheap, like a cheap Logitech, um, a cheap Logitech 1080p camera yeah. that you can use. Uh, I also advise to, I'm uh, not I advise, you have to have an external mic if you're yeah. going to work remotely for a long time. And those are sh- cheap, right? You don't need for um, a, log- a base Logitech is like 50 euros. Uh, a, an okay external mic, you can have that for 30. I mean, you yeah. can even have those headphones with a mic for 30, 40 euros. It's not going yeah. to break your bank. Um, and if you're black, I don't know if we have many black people listening to <laughs> from Eastern listening Europe. To black <laughs> I think they're yeah. limited. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're black, um, you need to have lights because you don't want to be invisible in your sleep. <laughs> so what what Werner was saying, if you're black or very very bonzove, okay, yeah. uh, you need to to have good lights because yeah. unfortunately, uh, yeah, it's like yeah. physics. No, um, I think I think you've got a good point there, Jono. And um, just to latch onto what you're saying, because I mean, I think a lot of the stuff is. So what we we haven't said is um, is that um, we do recommend that you use video a lot. Um, oh yes. The, the 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 thing is the fact that you have face to face connection, you can see people. 
Um, I actually had a situation last year where, I don't know if I should recommend this because you don't want to put too much strain on your connection, but I, I worked with someone, we, we set aside like an hour session, we weren't doing a workshop per se, we were just working together. So we logged into Zoom, I had a Zoom account, and we just worked together. He was doing his thing, I was like, and from now and then we could talk to each other via video, we were just working together. It's a bit hefty on the, and probably on your on your internet connection, but the fact that we, it felt like I was working with someone just uh, you know, it worked really well. And when you're in a group situation and there's a few people on, on not on camera, it doesn't work. Um, you, you, you don't know if the person is con- connecting. You don't know if they're in the moment, if they, um, you know, in the meeting. And also, like, if you're going to do video, try and try and um, try and not, like, sit and look at other things except for the situation that's in front of you. So, uh, you know, you're so tempted while someone's blabbing on to flick over to Facebook or whatever. Don't do that. Just try and stay in the moment. The other yes. thing I would say, though, also just from a tech situation, um, and this is something that is kind of like unsaid, but I do it all the time. It's like even with my new MacBook Pro, when I go video or even now with us recording here, Jono, I minimize the other apps running. Um, so, for example, try and pause your Dropbox syncing. Uh, there's a whole lot of software running on your on your laptop or on your machine um, at the time. We don't we don't realize that. And when we do streaming or video calls, I try and minimize the effort that the laptop has to have um, while going through it. It's it's you know some of the, we we're making these machines work really hard. So try yes. and minimize the impact on your machine. Um, to do that. The other thing I also want to say, and this is a tough one, I mean, we are trying to do that. Even with uh, Jonathan, he's got a Logitech sitting and it, it's really a good camera, but sometimes because we have different connections, he doesn't look at the camera at all, right? So that that feels like a bit of a disconnect sometimes. So when you have your setup, even if it's your your MacBook, from time to time, what I try and do when I do calls with people, I try and look directly into the camera, um, for me, it's a bit disconnecting because I can't actually look at Jonathan or the person I'm talking to, but I also know that the person that's talking to me will feel like I am looking at them. So it's kind of a reverse psychology thing. So from time to time, look at the little green light on your laptop and look into the camera so that, that person feels like there's a, some kind of connection. But that's a very good advice. That's a very good advice. Yeah. Um, and to envy this episode, um, I would like to address a last point. So it's tone and voice. No, I'm going not going to talk about design systems. Um, yeah. But tone and voice are extremely important when you communicate only remotely. Yeah. Nobody like cynicism and jokes. That's not that might not work as well as life because yeah. a lot of the folks you're going to work with are not used to. Uh, non-strictly business relationships on text. They use text only to send oh, mails point, on a yeah. very so on a very professional manner. So once you move remotely and every single conversation move on text, uh, yeah. it's going to be difficult. I know people, for example, who don't smileys are not going to work on them. They are not used to smileys. They don't understand what you mean. So they will see your smiley. They won't know if you're making fun of them. And those are not fifty years old people. It's yeah. all, so you need to, you need to, I mean, I have a friend of mine who, who my age, I mean, and he, he can't understand smileys in context yeah, and because we have different voice. Yeah. So take care of that. 
uh, take yeah. care of who you talk him to. Sometimes mm. you might want to even switch in video because it's extremely easy to get angry on the internet, on text. If you're a forum addict yeah. and you're used to Reddit and or Vcop in Poland and you're used to that communication mode, that's cool. Do it only with people who have the same level oh, yeah. of understanding point. of in like text connection venue and yeah. take care of whom you're talking to. You might very, very quickly get people angered. I've, I've seen this happening over and over. I've seen people fired over bad, you know, basically creating issues out of nothing because they couldn't yeah. communicate. This that's is probably my the most important. Yeah, this is probably, I mean, I know I have a colleague that I work with and she is like super abrasive on email. And I don't necessarily think it's her personality. It's just like, you know, she doesn't mess around when she's writing emails. And uh, it gets to me sometimes. And what I do is like, I would respond, but then I actually respond, type it up, and then I delete the email. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, do, I, do do I do the you same. I do the same. I write. Write I, your response I, and then delete it. Yeah, because I have an angry mode too. I have an angry mode. Is, I write, sometimes it's I not think worth about it. it. Yeah, like go yourself and write yeah, all exactly. the stuff about how you feel about the situation and delete the email it's not worth it because uh, the context of working remote is like you don't actually know what's going on there what is the background what is this person that had a bad day um, just avoid those situations it's not worth it uh, Jonathan and also we haven't really spoken a lot about different software um, I think that the big things you have to look at is like what can what can take your um, what's what's going to steal your focus um, and then avoid those anything that will help you focus perfect um, I do recommend looking at things like Zoom where you have breakout rooms um, I'm, I've been working with Zoom now for a year and a half there's no affiliate links or anything I just think it's very stable works well especially with workshops um, last year I did a lot of work around running workshops and design sessions using Zoom in combination with Mural now I know there's alternatives but for me those two um, we did some big event design things with Zoom and Miro last year. Worked brilliantly. The other thing I would just say also, Jonna, before I hand over for you for your kind of favorites, because Zoom and Mural is my favorites and then probably uh, supported by Slack, although I'm not a huge Slack fan. Microsoft Teams could also be a good alternative that I haven't used yet. Um, the other thing I would say in closing, though, just to wrap this up, is that don't get sucked down the software tunnel either. Um, yes. At the moment, I'm getting bombarded with 10 million emails with everybody like trying to funnel me into buying more software because now we're all remote. Use what you have. I mean, secretly, Jonathan and I, like I know Jonathan is a tool, tool maniac. We have Basecamp, Notion, all these things. At the moment for block thinking, we're using Apple Notes. <laughs> we use what we have. Yep. Um, don't go crazy on the software. Use what you have. Exactly. Um, on, on that side, I will just say mainly I use uh, what we use Slack, uh, we use Notion, we use Zoom, we use GoToMeeting. So nothing fantastic. Uh, I want just to pinpoint know your tools. It's, yeah. it's whatever fancy tool we will have. What I'm saying is that people are buying fancy tools when just stay on the on the lower end uh, on the lower end of the knowledge of their tool then buy other tools instead of just making the most of their tool exactly. so whatever you have yeah just learn them go on youtube and learn everything you can do yeah. about them 
and then it will work. It's pretty much the stack is pretty pretty much clear for everybody. Oh yes, uh, one thing though that will help, and we'll probably need to have another episode about that, about tracking yourself and yeah. have a time tracker. That's going to help tremendously help you to know how same. productive you will have, yeah. because. I pretty soon you folks are going to be tipping on the internet how to be productive at home. I yeah. I can bet my hand on that because you will be overwhelmed. You will be like, what should I do? Did I work enough? Did I work not enough? How yeah, do and I it goes both that? ways, right? Either yes. doing nothing and doing too much because you have to take breaks, man. Yes, exactly. But With I think we, we need to do another episode. Ex- yeah, exactly. That, on that on quantifying yourself, how do you know you had a good day? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Jono, so the last thing I would say is uh, some advice that Seth Godin said. Um, and uh, if you want to feel good, go follow him because he's got a very level head. And he said something really interesting this week. He said, you're going to get a lot of free time. And uh, rather than sitting on the couch watching Netflix, go out there and learn something new. And I love that. No, I love it. I love it. Cool, so on the, Yes. On those wise words, um, stay safe. Okay. Wash your hands. Um, wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. Um, and it, you might do the best work of your life during that period. Oh. So we try to give you tools to do that. Just go at it. I can't wait to see what you're going to create. Awesome. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>